Scholars, and welcome back to Top Shelf Disney Animation Studios Library, the first episode of 2018. Yay! Totally not dating Dated this the episode, episode. <laughs> at for, all. For those well, of you a date on the episode, listening, so. listening to the listening to the episode in the future. What's the apoc- yes. What's the apocalypse like? You know, let it, let us know. Send us messages back in time. Let us know uh, what the uh, what the apocalypse is like. But but we're back. I mean, it, I mean, it can't be too bad. I mean. They're still listening to us, right? That's right. <laughs> the, this is one of the only audio things that that survived the apocalypse. Is this episode strange so, that it was this? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> boy, boy, howdy! Of all of all the entire library of films to talk about and to and to survive, <laughs> this is the episode. Disney. Way to go, humanity! Way to just Yay, prioritize us. all the wrong things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, TC, because I mean, if this is the surviving podcast, mm-hmm. then that means that we must be like gods to people. Oh at this yeah, point, we we would be it's famous. Our voices. Yeah. We are now the new what King George. Oh boy, is that is that it? No, that's this like is like the voice. Yeah, this that King, I, King Edwards. I, I want to apologize then to to the future. <laughs> <laughs> you could have done better. You could have done better. No. You know what? They're now they're just going. Oh, our gods are so much like that, aren't they? <laughs> just, isn't that <laughs> just no. like them? Isn't that just like? They're so humble. <laughs> uh, good to be back, Jeff. We took a little bit of a break there for the holidays, but but we are back Indeed. into the swing of things. You are still sick. <laughs> I am, my goodness, guys, I am sick. It has been terrible. Mm, mm. We kind of delayed doing this episode because I was kind of hoping I'd get better. Mm-hmm. Definitely not better. Yep. Uh, well, better-ish than I was this time last week, but definitely not uh, 100% at all. So I apologize if if my voice goes in and out. Uh, I'm also going to try very hard not to ever cough into the into microphone. The <laughs> if you <laughs> do, it's, it's loud. you have to edit it all out. I, I will have to edit out the cough yeah. and your reaction of me coughing in your ear, and then you going, "I can't hear anything because you cough so loud, Jeff." What's happening? Um, it, it's like the it's like the volume and strength of a roar of some sort of giant thunder lizard character of of ancient like a fairy. Time. Yes, exactly, like a fairy. Yes, yeah, like a fairy. Like because those things, man, those things were loud. They were tiny, but they were loud. Oh man, well, that so, was a great segue, DC. I tried to toss you. <laughs> I tossed. I, I I volleyed it to you, and you went to spike it, and you just hit the net. Like the ball went past. Yeah. Oh, I thought like like I missed the ball entirely yeah. and just slapped the you net. Just with slapped my hand. the net. You just slapped it. <laughs> I said, "Okay, here's a dinosaur setup. Fairies." <laughs> What did we watch this week? What did we watch this week? So sorry. <laughs> the mental image now of me just slapping the net and the ball missing me entirely. That's just in my head. This week, we watched our second of three films from the year 2000. We watched Dinosaur. A baby dinosaur. A ba- Dino DNA. Dino DNA. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I can't help myself. Uh, yes, we watched the 2000 film Dinosaur, a... Partially CG animated, yeah, the, partially live action movie. Li- live, uh, like real footage of locations mixed with CGI characters. And uh, yeah, uh, well, have you ever seen this before? I don't think, I think you said I, you hadn't. I had never seen this. And it's it's one of those movies where like that opening shot happened. Uh-huh. And I went, is this, like, I'm like, oh. They decided to because by the way I did not know they had live action in this movie. Okay, yeah, I, I noticed that like, last oh, this is... last episode you had remarked about it being CG, and I was like, like oh, "Aren't you going to be surprised?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so like I'm going into it going, "Oh, okay, that's weird." They, oh my goodness. And my first note is literally, is the opening shot of the eggs live action or CG? I went, there's no way that CG is that good. Not in the year 2000, no. <laughs> not in the year 2000. I went, oh, there's something weird about that, and. Uh, yeah, and then as it like it, like within the first ten minutes, I and then I realized what they were doing, mm-hmm. and that they were just adding CG characters and some certain CG elements to live action footage, and then I just got really confused <laughs> because I'm like, why is that? This here and question right off the bat, TC. Yeah, yeah. Does this count as an animated movie? Yes, it does. Uh, we've had we have we've had live action elements mixed into these animated films before. Three Caballeros, right? Uh, Saludos Amigos. One of the 
hashtag magic package films. We'll never get away from that term. Um, never, ever again. We we have had the, I mean, even going as simply as the live action books opening up on some of these fairy tales, but this is certainly the, the most used live action footage in this library of films. Um, and it's, uh, it, 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 oddly enough, it counts for the American list. We were it was recently brought to our attention at least a couple yes, months ago yes. or so that this movie isn't part of the di- official Disney canon in Europe. This is That's right. There was another movie that came out in a couple more years that is considered to be part of the canon yeah. or is that we don't have, yeah, right? Yeah, it's uh, The Wild which came out in the mid 2000s which is part of part of the UK's version of the list but not of ours. In fact, I I also saw that the Winnie the Pooh, the second Winnie the Pooh is no, no, mm-hmm. no. The first Winnie the Pooh is not part of this canon in the United Kingdom as well, which really throws off the numbers because I don't think they replaced that one. So then Tangled being the 50th isn't the 50th. It's it's a whole thing. But we're, we're on the American list thing. right now. We're on the American <laughs> list right Man, now. Man, now I have to add a new title to this podcast. <laughs> this is now the Top Shelf Disney American and Animation no, no, it's too long. Ah, no, because it's, it's T.S. Das. Das. <laughs> das. <laughs> Um, so the, so this does count towards the library. This is, this isn't, I, uh, it's an animated film per se. How far has, it's weird though. Has, has CG really come that far? Because to be honest, some of the, some of the animation in this looks, looks fine. It looks fine. It doesn't look, it looks better than some TV shows, uh, CG that happens every now and then. I mean, uh, right. the, the, the movie looked better than Legolas coming over the hill to shoot the wargs, which looks super fake. And, <laughs> right. Um, the CG in this does look good. I, I admire them, admire the ambition they had here because this is, this is a, a, a massive undertaking because we've seen CG elements up to this point. Right. But never to the extent that this movie has, has done. Right. Not to the extent, I mean, in the past, we've seen them be, you know, obviously for like the last 10 movies we've been watching, we've seen a lot of the uh, CG being used to help like fill out stuff like cars or um, buildings or backgrounds or props or stuff or the, the clock in The Great Mouse Detective. Stuff that's, that's a little, it was a little too hard to animate by hand. Yeah. And it worked well in those situations. This is our, this is, this is the Animation Studios library. Now, again, I realize this is 2000. This is five years after Toy Story mm-hmm. had come out. You know, so we already, at this point, we already had what, Toy Story, Toy Story 2, A Bug's Life, and uh, Monsters, Inc. wasn't out yet. Um, but so we already had at least three Pixar films had already been released at this point. Completely CG. Yeah, this, this one had Completely been in, CG. in the works for quite some time. I, I love the I love looking at the technical specs of this movie. Um, it was mm-hmm. a it took three point two million million with an M processing hours to render out this film, and it That's spoil, insane. But then then the size of it is also pretty impressive. Forty five million megabytes. Of disk space, megabytes, right? And that, and put that into context of the year this came out. That is seventy thousand CD ROMs. That's insane. (laughs) And a hundred million individual files. Which, in all fairness, Disney got every single one of those CD ROMs from AOL. They just showed up. Just kept showing up in the mail. Like, Uh, hey, can we use these? Can we use these? That's a joke for people who are our age and not younger. The studio. Man, I used to have so many coasters. <laughs> the studio <laughs> so built gang metal tims. Uh, hmm? A studio built a special effects studio from the ground up specifically for this film. Pixar had Pixar had, had their Pixar belonged to Lucasfilm. Then they went um, freelancer. They went uh, solo, and the Disney purchased Pixar. But Pixar had its studios. Disney themselves had to build a stu- special effects studio for this film. Um, they. They, man, they they had hundreds of hundreds of uh, new employees brought in specifically to make this movie. And Jeff, I'm not sure it was worth it. <laughs> I don't think it was worth it either. And that's the thing, because see, that, and that's that right there. That's where I'm a little I'm a little caught up on it because just like what you said, they basically built they built a special effects house. Yeah. Because this movie is really a what 100 or like an hour 14 hour and 15 minute long special effects shot. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's not an it's not an animated film. 
I, I from the from the technical aspect, yes, it is because mm-hmm. they obviously animate the characters, but it's not a fully animated film like Toy Story Two or or any CG animated film is. Uh, nowadays, and even kind of was at the time where everything is CG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the backgrounds are CG. The, the 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 environments are CG. This is a this is a movie where it's a selective chunk of the film is live action. The characters, which I get it. Yeah. <clears throat> I get it. Like okay, the backgrounds being live action, being able to record it on you know on film and put a character into it is going to be light years beyond what at the time they were able to accomplish. Nowadays, on the other hand, they could easily make this movie and it'd oh. be entirely CG. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, hell, at this point in time, you can use it's your iPhone good. to do exactly what this movie does and you yeah. can just film a real thing and put a CG element in it. I, I could have BB-8 sitting behind my head right now if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I already do. Oh, uh, The real BB-8. Weird. <laughs> um, shh, don't tell anybody from Lucasfilm okay, why sh- I have him. Sh- so, <laughs> <laughs> but this movie, this movie was... It was, it, it, I didn't know what to expect. And this movie definitely went the direction of, okay, we're going to do this. Okay, we're doing a, we're doing a hard 90 degree turn into this direction. Oh, now we're, now we're, we're going, we're going back to that. Okay, we're actually going back to what I thought the movie was going to be. When this movie opened, mm-hmm. I went, oh, it's going to be a love story about this dinosaur finding love. Um, and, and, oh, I'm like, oh, no, no, actually what my original thought was, oh, look, it's Tarzan. Yeah, this Again. this this has some really beat for beat similarities to to Tarzan. Um, it's an outside orphan that is that is adopted by a different species, mm-hmm. raised alongside this different species. Um, when he gets older, knows or realizes that he that he's kind of an outcast. Yeah. You know, and then ends up finding somebody of his own species that he falls in love with. Yeah, it is <laughs> strikingly similar, and that's not a good thing. If... No, and but but like what what threw me though because I'm like okay that's what this movie's gonna be first five minutes setting this world up I went okay yeah well sorry first ten minutes because that first five minutes is the adventure of that dinosaur's egg <laughs> which is almost more unbelievable than the stupid tin soldier from Fantasia <laughs> 2000 and and his life just journey between falling out of the building and coming back to it. Um, but like that, that froze those, those first 10 minutes. And, you know, once they're in like their, the, the whole, uh, mating ritual inside the tree mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And it's just the, it's just our dinosaur. I wish you and could went, find oh, okay. someone. I wish you could, you know, yeah. we have two bachelors left in the family. <laughs> and it's like, that happens. And I went, oh, okay. That's the movie. And then, oh, there's a meteorite. Oh, and it's, oh, it's. <laughs> It's set up against the death of the dinosaurs, guys. Yeah, um, yeah. Which which lends to a lot of criticism about this movie from from a, just a story perspective because this is dangerously similar to Land Before Time, which is the yes. the the meteor has happened and the dinosaurs are as a group trying to find the the safe the the promised land, the the safe zone. Um, that's the exact same premise of the first Land Before Time, which Land Before Time is the to to remember remember Don Bluth remember we used to talk about that yeah, guy yeah Land Before yeah. Time is the only movie in his entire library that ever outgrossed a Disney movie and Land Before Time which you may remember came out the same day as Oliver and Company and it grossed more than Oliver and Company but the of the entire Don Bluth li- library this Land Before Time is the only one that ever outgrossed a Disney movie the rest were all financial failures in their own way do you think that's do you think that's the reason why they keep making those dang movies? Yeah, right. There's like 15 of them, right? Oh, yep. Man. Uh, yes. Yep. And actually, the newest one came out in 2016. Wow. Everybody. They're still there was making also, them. My God. Yep. And there was also an animated series for about a year and a half, Jeez. two years. I I do have a tweet today about Don Bluth that we'll get to later. Don't don't uh, don't don't let me forget to to get to that. Um, Hashtag Bluth tweet. Bluth tweet. <laughs> Bluth tweet. Just sounds like a weird Disney TV show that would be on in the afternoon. Um, so the, the the meteorite that shows up and and crashes onto the planet, which by the way, that sequence well, that was that was that was that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, that was I'm good. not gonna lie. Um, very interesting, very well done. Mm-hmm. And then it ends, and it's like, oh yeah, no, everything's fine again. No worries. We're just. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people that are dying, and yeah, we're trying to find. You know the the fertile land, mm-hmm. so that way we could reproduce. But 
Yeah, no, like that meteor, I didn't really do much damage. I don't know why the dinosaurs died. I mean, really. <laughs> oh, I don't man. know what their big problem was. That, that meteorite caused a problem in this film, both plot-wise for the characters, but as well as the visuals of the film. This is a very washed-out, dull movie, looking movie. It's so, mm. it's just dusty. Everything is very, if you lined up the characters, I, I wouldn't be able to name them because they're all just gray blobs. Right, <laughs> right, and that's the, the, now. Do you think? Little, do you think that's because of just the, the limitation of the technology at the time? No, I you think, know, like them having to be able to comp- like the whole was is it the VFX work, the composite work that causes it, or was it just kind of meh character? I, I, I think it was a, a stylistic choice in that. What, Jeff, what's the what's the greatest dinosaur movie of all time? Obviously, dinosaurs. The TV I, show. Ah, uh, you smart. <laughs> <laughs> I should have expected you to give me that response, but Jurassic Park is the greatest dinosaur yeah. film of all time. That came out almost a decade before this movie came out. Uh, what ninety? Which there was a brief moment in that opening scene where I'm like, I think this is on Isle Nubar. I yeah. think this is a prequel <laughs> to Jurassic Park. Just anyways, continue. But, but the 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 effects of Jurassic Park. In creating realistic dinosaurs, to, to dinosaurs have always been like every every kid goes through their dinosaur phase, right? So like dinosaurs were already a thing. It's not like Jurassic Park changed that, but it's solidified so clearly in the zeitgeist of what dinosaurs look like that if Disney tried to present what essentially Land Before Time pre- represents, which is colorful, cartoony, red, blue, yellow, green, orange, purple colored characters, it. I don't think it would have flown as well as this movie, which has a very realistic, gray, muddy, muted-colored dinosaur. And uh, I, and honestly, it did work. This movie was a, a financial success. It had a it, it made three hundred fifty million dollars in the box office. That is a that is a guarantee. That is a success. I I who went and saw this? Kids well, love their I dinosaurs. Do <laughs> See, that's the thing. I do remember seeing trailers for this movie. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing advertisements for this film. Um, I was in high school at the time, and I believe it was one of those. Because back <clears throat> back in my day, back in my day, you didn't have Facebook, and you didn't have these places to watch the trailers. You had to go to trailers.apple.com <laughs> to watch all your trailers, uh, which is still out there. But uh, you didn't have your YouTubes and all your crazy stuff. But I remember, I remember seeing a trailer for this, and... The trailer, I believe, was very epic, and they definitely and and in hindsight, like realizing, or or once I saw it and went, oh, the asteroid scene. I do remember seeing asteroids as part of like the marketing material, right? Um, like I do remember that now. Yeah, I can I can vaguely remember the the advertising of this as well. That it was the meteor, like that's how they sold it. it was the di- the posters, the dinosaurs' eye, and you can see the meteor crashing and uh, right. Yeah, probably. Probably, though we're not remembering it, we could we could look up the trailer and watch it. But I would imagine it was probably a uh, a compelling and interesting and engaging ad campaign um, because overall the film follows those Tarzan beats. The characters are are kind of hard to remember. Um, gosh, I, obviously I'm being very hard in this film, but I am trying to give it credit where credit <laughs> is due. And here, here's here's a little fun little tidbit. Of the entirety of Disney's releases, they've released in their entire company history, all the subsidiaries, they've released 1,035 films as of this recording. That's how many, that's how many And we are going to do that list next. Yeah. Well, God. Dinosaur <laughs> is their 80th grossing movie of all time. Dang. So that's, again, though we're bashing this film, I mean, we're being pretty hard on this film. I, I'm I'm being pretty hard yeah. on this oh, film. Oh no, I'm being pretty hard on this film. It's I, it was a financial success. <laughs> it, it appealed. It came out in the right time. Um, I, we're 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 spending a lot of time talking about the technical aspects of this film and the box office success of this film because, honestly, for me, this is the fewest notes I've ever taken on one of these movies. I, yeah, I'm I'm very limited on my notes for this, and it was because I just I sat and I watched. Now I did have uh, one of my uh, good friends was staying. Uh, he flew in from L.A. for the holiday weekend, so he and I actually watched this together. But still, much like when you and I have watched movies together for the podcast, when you were uh, when you were out here staying with me for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, we like he and I, even though I knew he wasn't going to be on the show, and he and I could talk all we wanted to, he and I said very little during the entire film. 
Yeah, because we were just we were just watching it, and I was like, okay, okay this is it's this is an odd choice, and this yeah. is an dir- odd direction that we're going, but okay. And that was kind of all I actually said. Yeah, it's not bad, right? It's no, just, no. There's movies that are a lot worse. Oh, than certainly, this, certainly. Um, but that we've watched. <laughs> like, okay, for example, the the opening segment with the egg. I, I knew where it was going, but I supp- I wondered if you might. Did you think perhaps maybe there wasn't even going to be dialogue in this movie? Because there's the I did. The, okay, that was the original intention. They wanted to their original pitch on this that it would be a completely no words, no no uh, no dialogue. It would be all. You know, funnily enough, I'm just thinking of this is that someone had asked us for Fantasia 2000 and Fantasia if there was any segments we'd like to see turned into features. I don't think mm-hmm. I would have picked the dinosaur sequence from the original Fantasia <laughs> to be extended into a feature film, but that's essentially what this is. That is true. <laughs> it's just it? striking me now because that, that segment works to its orchestration. There's no dialogue. You get the point. Oh, man, that is really a similar – it really is – God. And Jeff, how co- convenient is that? I was literally talking to you off mic that I'm currently trying to expand a short into a feature for a client, and I don't <laughs> yep. think it should be a feature. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a call. And here's a great example of why. <laughs> See, and that's the thing with this movie. This movie is, it's, it's, an, it's, an eight, it's 82 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's, but it's about the length of a lot of the Disney movies we've watched, you know, except yeah. for the hashtag package films. <laughs> but they're all, you know, like recently, they're all about an hour 15 ish, mm-hmm. you know, around that time length. But this movie, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know if it even works at 82 minutes. Like, that's a short runtime. I, it's too short, I think, for what they were A, trying to tell mm-hmm. for the story, or it's too long for the story and they just <laughs> had to find filler. Like, it, there was definitely the, the like, again, yeah, I'm being very harsh on this movie, but it's just because it's like this, I, I don't, eh, eh, this movie is just, eh. Um, like, the, the end sequence felt a little rushed. Mm-hmm. They, hey, we all like, lived happily like, ever after. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and we're done. Don't think like, about oh, it. We're, done. we're all going to be dead in a year anyway. <laughs> Um, it's for dinosaurs. I, I don't want get that meteorite. I, I I want to compare this to Wally, but it's not fair to compare this to Wally because that's ahead of its time. It's a Pixar no. film. It's I, so just to compare it strictly to the library of films that we've watched for this for this sh- series, it's very comparable to Tarzan. Just even less music, <laughs> like less musicals. Is uh, oh, and, and that hurt Tarzan in the grand scheme of things. It's it's live yeah. action and CG mixed. Would it have wh- what's there are certain things that we've seen in the entirety of our of our films in this library that all would have helped this film if it was fully animated. It needed more color. Yep. It needed more musical numbers. Hell, even who who's your '80s voice uh, '80s C list celebrity voice actor in this? Oh. Who is it? Do you know who it is? <laughs> I don't. I, I, I forgot. Hold Vin, on. What was it? Who was it? It's Vince Casella from Doogie Howser. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He, he voiced uh, Aladar. Uh, I do remember the main character's name was Aladar. Um, voiced the, the brother, the, the, the lemur who couldn't find a, a girlfriend. <laughs> right? That's your, you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel if that's who you're pulling right? out. <laughs> and not, not to say that the voice acting is bad in here because Alfre Woodard is, oh. is a wonderful actress and she does a good job in her role. They, they do fine. They fine. They these vo- D.B. Sweeney as Eldar is fine. Uh, uh, I like, uh, and I like Ossie Davis. Oh, Ossie Davis, who's been in... Um, who everybody, like, if you look at him, you you know who he like, is. Oh, that guy. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that guy. I've seen him in a tons of stuff before. Uh, Ju- uh, Juliana, old men, everybody. Juliana Margulies is in there as well. Um as the the love interest, but there there's nothing memorable about the voice actors' performances, and that's the thing. Like if this was fully animated, if it was uh, yeah. a musical, if it's if you had you know pluck some you know what a uh, uh, pluck pluck Dan Aykroyd to do the voice of a character, like pick some '80s comedian. I know it's weird because we've we've in a sense kind of criticized in the past the the selection of what 80s stand-up comedian is gonna just do a voice in a disney movie but it is a right it's a trope now at this point They've done it, it is a trope it's been for like 20 <laughs> years now they pluck some obscure comedian to do a voice in one of these movies and eh, i'd say 50 50 it's worked i think it probably would have benefited by having some voice in this movie to jump out 
of, yep. of course, it's, in the air. We're, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. We've hit. I was just saying, yeah, we, we've and we've hit that era of these films where everything that had, excuse me, everything that had made the ones that came before it just work and nail the tone and like quality, like the, the humor, the voice acting, the musical style, the animation style, all that stuff that that they had they had they did it right. Mm-hmm. They kind of just went, yeah, we don't need to do that anymore, and kind of just walked away from it. And and I can't, I don't know who at Disney thought, hey, we need to just, you know what, we need to get rid of the songs. We don't need the songs anymore. Yeah. Like I don't know who who at the studio said that was a good idea. Yeah, we're we're done with the whole Broadway thing. Let's let's shift. Yeah. It could have like it, why? And like it worked. Do it until it does not yeah, work, right. unless they well, argue stuff like. But but even Hercules was successful, wasn't it? Yeah, in its way. Yeah, yeah. It. But we did see a downturn after Lion King and and Pocahontas and Hunchback were actually the catalyst for why they moved away from the Broadway because those two movies didn't succeed like they wanted to, and you had the. Comp- we need to get better Broadway writers. Yeah, right. <laughs> get, where's Mankin? Get Alan Mankin. He's still working. Where's Mankin? Come on, Don't worry. Guys. Don't worry. We will see him again. Yeah, he comes back. He comes I'm back. so excited. Um, it's, and, and competition was becoming more more prevalent. You have Katzenberg running over to DreamWorks, taking a, a huge chunk of yeah. of uh, the Disney Animation Studios with him. Uh, you, ha- and you have uh, uh, Pixar doing their thing. There's so much other options now that Disney, instead of being the forerunner, was was it in a sense competing even with itself to compete against Pixar right. with something like this and the the second dark age were en- entering into um the the latter half of the next 10 we're watching are all reactionary films that were trying to just trying to swim upstream faster than they could <laughs> Right, and you can definitely, and I'm glad you brought up like Pixar and stuff, like because because even though we had discussed that, or you had said like this movie had, was had been in production for quite some time mm-hmm. before it got made, that you can still see this is the we're in that era where it's oh crap, no one does 2D anymore. Do we? Oh, we we have to do CG as well. Like that's our movies. Okay. Yeah. Okay, quickly, just get something in the pipeline. <laughs> Let's just get something. We have to get something out there because everyone else is doing it, and we cannot be behind mm-hmm. on the eight ball <laughs> again. And ironically, Disney being ahead and behind on the eight ball at the same time, just it's, hilarious. It's very strange, right? It's it's such a right. This movie is a weird, con- a weird cause and effect of a lot of things happening. Something that uh, we uh, someone sent an article to us about. It was in the comments thread on our Facebook page for Top Shelf uh, about how CG actually altered the types of stories that were being told. And CG animation, more and more, uh, starting here and moving beyond, allowed the stories to change from more personal tales, from more uh, um, individual stories, to start looking at the whole of, 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 a, of, a, of a world. Because this movie, though Aladar is your main character... This movie is an exploration of, of two very different ideologies. You have Eldar's mm-hmm. uh, stand together to survive, like we, we we live together or we die alone mentality, and then you have yep. Brunt or okay, Jack. Or, <laughs> yeah, that was a lost <laughs> reference. It was a lot. That was deliberate. That was deliberate. <laughs> Then, I'm not gonna let you get away with that's that. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> well, but then, no, I'm not gonna let you get by without me pointing out <laughs> that you did a lost reference. Thus, in turn, making me be aware or making everybody else aware that I know the lost reference and that I'm just as cool as DC. <laughs> Hashtag and, Jeff gets love too. There you go. There you go. Uh, uh, Brunt or, or Bron? What was the the bad guy's name? The Ante or Br- Bruton? Um, no, no, that was his sidekick. Anyway. The, um, yeah, the, the, sorry, the, the bad guy? Yeah, the, the bad guy's mentality of on, like the strongest will survive. Only the strong can survive. Survival of the fittest. That is two very different ideologies that are being presented in this film. Uh, they they explore it very thoroughly in terms of the sociological and psycholo- psychological and philosophical perspectives of those two ideas. And if if anything could be taken away from this film, it would be that. I, I, I wouldn't sit a kid down in front of this unless they loved dinosaurs um yeah i would I w- this is definitely one of those films where it's not just an outside sort or like just a, a, a casual viewer mm-hmm. would sit down and enjoy it you have to you've got to be a kid yeah I, I loved dinosaurs as a kid so i'm sure i probably would have liked this movie yeah i think if it had come out when i was younger 
Yeah, where, but, where we have other films where it's like, this is a great introduction to this subject matter. This movie, the kid has to already be into it too. I don't. Yes. I really don't think this is an introduction to dinosaurs by any means. <clears throat> well, no, because that whole meteorite thing, I mean, you have to, well, I guess meteorite or the asteroid killed the dinosaur or whatever you want to say, I guess that's more common knowledge, quote unquote, yeah. right? But like that, you, I, I, that's something where if you for some chance did not know that, that would be a very confusing thing. Yeah, yeah. I, because it's like, well, why did that happen? Because everything seems to be fine after that. <laughs> Where are the that. dinosaurs like, what now? Was that about? What happened to the dinosaurs? Yeah. They evolved into birds. Let's move on. What? No. Let's move on. They're still here. <laughs> yes, they are. You eat one when you go to KFC. You're actually eating KFD. Oh, KFD. Kentucky Fried Diner. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, that's like a Flintstones <laughs> joke right there. <laughs> Isn't it? Wow. Man, that is a modern-day Flintstones joke. Oh, boy. Holy cow. <laughs> I... Like that joke. Thank you very much. So where I don't think you could sit a kid down <laughs> in this and introduce them to dinosaurs through this, that, to go back to what I was saying about the two the two ideologies of your, of your antagonist and your protagonist, this is the kind of film you could use as a, a, a more mature psycholo- psychology conversation. Um, not, not to the level of, of you know, getting your master's, but if you have an adolescent or a teen or someone who actually is in, is interested in that uh, that perspective of humanity right of of breaking down uh, i don't know if you took any psychology or sociology classes in high school jeff but i did and i remember taking those personality tests right you can take like you're, okay. you're you're an introvert i'm an extrovert like stuff like that yep and i think if you're you're in high school and that th- that those years of your life where you start being curious about personality types and and those elements this movie to sit down and watch with someone who wants to have a conversation about that that's where i think this movie would work because of aladar and his whatever his brother-in-law would end up being named <laughs> i should just look up his name you see what i'm saying though you, uh cron cron thank you yeah yep um oh yeah i get i get what you're saying like you're I oh my goodness I am so sorry my head just turned <laughs> off halfway through me talking that's all right I, oh man the, because okay so to continue to dissect it in this fashion because yes. I, I, and I I will I will say it again for the record I don't think this is a movie for all types of people this is definitely a a niche film for a niche type of person um, but in in breaking apart the the film from looking at this perspective as i was mentioning there's another way to to look at this movie which is the perspective of the carnosaurs the two bad guys this entire film from their point of view is a is a very different movie it's two we don't know if this is a a a two brothers or a husband and a wife or a father and a daughter or a mother and a son like these two carnosaurs the two essentially they're t-rexes okay just to be right right yep they yep. they have survived the meteor crash as well they need to survive crossing the desert, and their food keeps moving, right? They just are trying to get to the food, and then, and then they they get the food. The food corners them, and one of them is killed. And now this lone carnosaur has to survive on their own, and they die, right? Like, I know that they are painted as the villains because they're chasing down our heroes that we're following. But look at the film from their point of view, Jeff. That's a sad. That is a sad post-apocalyptic nightmare story. <laughs> I think we need that movie. That movie would have been a hundred times more interesting to watch. Instead of Dinosaur, we need to get a sequel made twenty years after called Carnosaur. Carnosaur, <laughs> and it's all about those two dinosaurs. And it's the whole like Gilderstein and Rosencrantz thing. Rosencrantz, uh, where it's like, what? yeah. <laughs> I always do that, and uh, like it's about those. It's their story. So now we hear them talking, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But then our our main characters from Dinosaurs are the mutes. Yeah. that we never hear them saying anything. So you you get a very different side of the story. That is dark. Yeah, are they? And that is so sad. What what is? <laughs> villainy like what we they are painted as as villains right and mm-hmm. and it's just because we are seeing the film from their perspective but if you if you if you turn the perspective to them and then consider the story it's it's a different it's a different survival story and um it i find that that fascinating because it is it is more about survival of the fittest like cron is trying to uh instill into his followers with the carnosaurs, the carnosaurs and Kron are 
antagonistic in similar fashions. Whereas Aladar, it, he shows weakness because he has empathy. Is empathy a weakness? Well, that's that's the question of ideology there. That's the question of where do you stand in the apocalypse? This is this is a subject matter of of this film, but that's a subject matter of any apocalyptic film. If you look at any zombie right. film like Walking Dead as a TV show or or Dawn of the Dead as a movie, um, uh, World's End, if you want to get funny, uh, <laughs> alien attacks like War of the Worlds and and uh, and and um, um, Arrival even being an example of how do you survive doom, right? Um, right. So there there is that to this film. I did find all that I just kind of dissected. There is that to consider about this movie. <laughs> Your uh, your 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 dissection and your explanation of that is longer than the movie was. <laughs> oh, I, I, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it was good. Um, this is why TC is a vital part of this podcast. Because <laughs> this I, episode would have been over ten minutes ago. <laughs> yep. Because I would have been like, stupid CG Jurassic Park prequel. Boo! I don't like it. Next movie, and <laughs> just moving on to the next one. Well, uh, did, but I'm not, and that's why TC's here. Because TC's awesome at that sort of thing. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Did you like That's it? What I'm here for. Did you like this movie? I'm. I'm... It's so I, I I put in some thought of it when it came to like trying to rank it as well, like on our list where where, where I'd put it, mm-hmm. and it's it's not bad. Like I, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, there's been definitely movies on our lists. Where I went, nope, never ever watching that piece of crap again. Like that type of mentality, <laughs> like the and, Jungle and Book. I don't like. I don't. What I don't, Jungle Book? I've never heard of this supposed film that you're talking about. Um, <laughs> it's just another young Tarzan. Urgh! So the <laughs> I, like Tar- I like Tarzan a lot more than I like Jungle it's Book. It's true. It's just true. Putting that in perspective, guys. The world is. Um, the world knows. And the world it's will. Weird. <laughs> Forever. Well, the world and the, the remaining survivors that are listening to this podcast because the apocalypse <laughs> has happened. Um, what is this jungle book? That, that was your last yes. act in the apocalypse to make sure the jungle book didn't survive. Ironically, that's what started the apocalypse. Yeah. All, it was I got you, I tried banishing all copies. All of the four book. versions as well. Jeff, you went out of your way. The three live action yes. versions and the animated one. You took it down, man. You took it down. It all happened. Unfortunately, the only way to do it Jeff, was to destroy the world. You forgot, Jeff. You forgot <laughs> the dollar store version of Disney movies. You so the Jungle Book survived. In its worst possible way. <laughs> what were we... At least that you can sit and make fun of. Did you um, like it? So, that, that was a... Jeff, of like all the movies <laughs> we've watched in this library. Ooh, I hate you. Where do you... Um, this is the earliest I've ever thrown that out, but... Hey, you know what? I, it's fine. <laughs> um, so, okay. So this is what I did. My, my, my general thought behind this film is, like I said, it's not bad. But at the same time... It's not like, holy cow, greatest film ever. There wasn't a ton that kind of stood out, mm-hmm. you know, to me. Um, I liked some of the CG. Some of the CG was was very well done. Some of the backgrounds were beautiful, obviously, because they're real places. Uh, but, like, I, I didn't care about the story. The characters weren't very cool. Like, I just, they were, they were kind of bland. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of going back to like the color palette of the film and just kind of like the tone, like the visual tone of it, that actually kind of matched the characters. Like I just didn't, there wasn't a strong personality to any of the characters. Yeah. Um, you got like little bits and pieces. You got little glimpses at like, oh, okay, I, I can see, I can see a bit of a character development there, <laughs> but it wasn't anything like, holy cow, I loved that character. Or, or it, it, They all kind of just felt the same. All the old dinosaurs felt the same. All the young baby, like younger dinosaurs felt the same. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even, I didn't even get a real strong tone between of like change between the different species. Yeah, the the lemurs are obviously a little more, they're mammals, are a little different compared to the yeah. But like, all the dinosaurs themselves kind of just all felt the same to me. Like none of them, you know. Yeah, you had you had the. The, the bad guy dinosaurs, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the, the T-Rexes, but that was it. Like, I didn't, there just, there wasn't, also, my <laughs> biggest thing was is that I didn't feel like any of the successes were earned. 
It felt like their the successes of the story, them getting there, them uh, them defeating them defeating the one T Rex at the end, which just kind of felt like it was a oh he slipped yeah oh did you oh, that like, oh <laughs> I'm sure you wrote that oh, down <laughs> yeah don't worry T C uh, we'll get there we we'll jumped get there. over the tropes yeah. but I have I have three tropes for this movie yeah. <laughs> um but like so it, it was just kind of yeah it was. It's one of those movies that I would just go, yeah, I saw it. Mm-hmm. I, uh, question mark? Christmas. So it is, <laughs> and this is going to be interesting, I'm placing it, I'm placing it at my number. I'm going to give you a hard time. Well, you put no. it. I, wherever you put it, I'm going to give you a hard time. Go ahead. You know what? It's going to be my number nine. Okay. All right. Good. If you had put it above anything, I was going to be shocked. <laughs> I was like, Jeff, I you was, would rather watch I was, this yep. movie over Pocahontas. Are you kidding See, me? <laughs> here's, here's the thing. In my original head, yes, I would have. Wow. But the fact, no, but the, what saved Pocahontas for me, yeah. Pocahontas at least has songs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And songs that I enjoy. <laughs> and that's what saves Pocahontas for me. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the story of Pocahontas. But I like the music. Yes. So Pocahontas wins out. If this, oh gosh, I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know if songs would have saved this movie anyways. Yeah, I, I, I don't know as well. Oddly enough, because we're talking specifically about music, uh, James Newton Howard is, did the score for this. I I, mm-hmm. I have Hans Zimmer, James Newton Howard, uh, Alexander Desplat. I love scores. That's what I, I will pop yeah. on a score and write and and, yep. and draw. Like, And James Newton Howard is one of those... Uh, composers that i go to often this is even for him being an amazing composer this is kind of a dull score um there's a remnant or there's there's hints of um uh oh god i just blanked uh, avatar okay yep um, yep which james newton howard or no i'm sorry james horner did that now that i'm now that i'm saying it out loud uh, well, in, but in it sounds fairness, like it sounds like Avatar. <laughs> in all fairness, there's a lot of composers that all have very similar names. Yeah, and it's yeah. really hard to keep them all track. <laughs> um, but e- even even that even his score isn't as compelling as some of the other stuff he's done, which is is a right. is a detriment to this film. So yeah, I I am placing it as my number nine as well. Jeff, we have we have a matched we have a matched uh, a placement of a movie. <laughs> Oh my goodness! This is the only one on our entire list for these this this round. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, because we do not have we do not have a singular a single matched one. Um, sorry, I got a cough, guys. I apologize. It. That's all right. I'm gonna talk. So um, the the orchestration of this, the score of this, isn't even even compelling enough to make me want to go back to it. I, I even attempted listening to it as I was working on a project today, and it was like, eh. I'm gonna put on into something else, and that's right. and it, it, that's what this movie is. You, it's you. Uh, it's very just meh. Yeah, you said it's it best, Jeff. Very... It's a movie I watched. <laughs> yeah, it's a movie I watched. Um, Did I like it? No. Yeah. Did I hate it? Well, no, I didn't hate it. No, I could no, no. see what it tried to do. There was still merits to the film, despite the fact that we sat complaining or um, ripping it apart for forty minutes. <laughs> there's still definitely merits to this movie. Yes, yeah, certainly. And, you know, there was some I've, nice moments. I have I have painted a a I believe I've offered up a way to make this film work for a certain type of person, um, mm-hmm. in in a couple of capacities. But in the grand scheme of things, this feels like a miss. In that it's it's not a classic. This is not one that I feel like people could name off the top of their head. If you just like name the Disney movies of the two thousands, which are late nineties, early two thousands, I think they could. Pro- the majority of of Disney fans at the at, for the most part could probably name nearly all of them, all the ones from this library of films, right? And maybe maybe not this one, and maybe not Fantasia two thousand. I think would be would be easy to forget. Um, well, I mean, it doesn't even really have that original of a name. It's just dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you couldn't have like something like come up with the name for the 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 land that they're all trying to get to, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like try to come up come up with a fancy you know beautiful name called movie that. 
you know, or or call the movie, even if it's like meteorite. That actually sounds like a nineteen <laughs> with an exclamation point. <laughs> yes, because now I'm picturing like a dinosaur, like covering their eyes, like a nineteen fifties movie poster. Mm. Uh, no, do not call it because you know there's a rule: all movies with punctuation in their titles tend to be flops. Tend to be flops, except yeah. for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> That's Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Hmm. Mm, interesting. <laughs> so, so I, honestly, I don't even feel like the listeners had much to say about this film. Well, maybe when this episode is posted. Uh, for uh, So if you are listening to this and you want to comment, uh, please comment below wherever you might be listening to this. If it's on iTunes or Google, um, you can head on over to facebook.com slash top shelf pod and find this episode and you can comment below. Let us know what you think about what we've said, uh, any thoughts or memories you might have about this film in particular. Nobody shared anything for us to, to comment on. <laughs> That's how great this movie is for the collective yeah. consciousness. Oh, and just I do want to add to what you were just saying there, TC. Also, for for any of you out there, if you're any anybody's brand new listening to this podcast and you decided to go back to old movies that or old episodes that we did and you still want to comment, like TC said, either find the find the episode posting on the Facebook or just go ahead and leave us a new message. We'll still bring them up. We have brought them up in the past mm-hmm. when people have gone back to older movies. We just uh we you know, we don't want to we don't want you to feel like you have to be caught up in order to be part of the conversation. Of course. We're always, uh, we're always happy to engage uh, on past yes. posts as well. Uh, there was a spell where one of our listeners was going backwards. So she was commenting backwards through uh, through the <laughs> library. And uh, so it was like a new comment. An episode before, a new comment episode before. So, um, and you can also tweet at us. Uh, I'm at yes. TC's Big Head. Jeff is at Random Bell. Uh, we do hello. Um, we do appreciate. I actually do have a couple of tweets right now that I'd be happy to get into. Um, oh, fantastic! I have one oh. that looks like it came out after our last episode. Okay, or I, I have two, I suppose. Uh, um, <laughs> so, but you go ahead and do yours first. All right. Go ahead, All right. Go ahead. Uh, well, first is I will. I will go back to you know what never mind I'll, I'll say that one we'll do the first one then you do yours and then we'll do the second one because this actually engages in conversation here um okay <laughs> this is so i had brought up um that dinosaur itself is the 80th highest grossing disney film of all time of their yes. 1035 films that they've released under all their subsidiaries and whatnot right um so now this isn't exactly about um uh, the movie we watched today, or even this library in general, it's a general question about do we consider the quality of a film based on its box office success? Like, I, it's it's a poor, it's not a very uh, well constructed sentence, but I understand your point. <laughs> I won't even call out who who tweeted it, but because I'm not I'm not making fun me, of you. It? It's a very good question, <laughs> but the question is, I, I essentially does the box office success of a film reflect its quality? Or, or no. um, do you think just because a movie makes a lot of money, it's good? I say no as well. That's that's the... yeah. I, I <laughs> sorry, without even hesitation, you weren't even done asking the question. I'm like, no, no, not at all. Right, because the Transformers there... movies have made billions of dollars, and those aren't exactly high quality films. But at the same time, on a technical level, they kind of are. But on a st- like, there's there's a lot at play here. But Jeff, how do you feel yep. about using box office numbers as a way to discuss? a film's success and or quality. I can I can see movies that and again, I mean when it comes down to discussing a film's quality, mm-hmm. honestly, it's it's your own opinion. Of course, yes. There is no right answer, there's no wrong answer because a movie that I might absolutely just think is one of the best films of all time, you might watch it and go, "That Really? That was terrible. There wasn't anything good in it. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. look, you know, like just look at the look at the last Jedi to be very topical and to really date when this episode comes out. <laughs> um <laughs> right now we're in the midst of this of, of, of polarizing opinions. We have people like half the people who say the, the new one is fantastic, mm-hmm. the other half say this movie's terrible. And it's it's the same movie, but it all comes down to your personal yeah, opinion. Yeah, but opinions so, I opinions everyone can have them. I don't feel like opinions can necessarily be wrong. What I I always appreciate is people who can support their opinion. You can feel a certain right. way, but please explain to me why, and then I can right. understand why you feel that way. And once I can do that, then it's not even a matter of whether I agree or not. It's just a matter of okay, I understand. Um, right. It, so I would never use I would never use a box office. Personally, I would never use a box office to go, well, obviously this movie's good because it's it earned a lot of money in the theaters. Right. I can see a movie 
enjoy the movie and then look at the box office and go, oh, well, apparently everybody else agreed with right. me. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, like, no, this movie was, or I can go, are you kidding me? How did nobody go to see this movie? Do you not understand the brilliance of this film? Mm-hmm. Like, like you get that too. So I, I only ever personally, I only ever care about the box office after I have formed my opinion of the film. Yeah. I've... And see whether or not other people support other people are in the same kind of same rough kind of thought process as I am. Agreed. I'm, I'm in the same, same place as you are. Uh, and, and oftentimes it's it, like, for example, if I, to continue to date this, people complaining about the last Jedi and saying it's, 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 bad, yeah. it's worse than the prequels. It's, it's, it's the worst star Wars film, remove it from Canon. And uh, Disney's just a, uh, then it leads to like, Disney's just making a money grab. Well, okay. I'm sorry. You don't understand what films are because film, yes. film, <laughs> Newsflash, Jeff. I'm afraid to to reveal this to some of our listeners because they might not be they might not know this already. But it's worth is saying. Is this an insider scoop? Yeah, listen. Insider scoop. Listen. Okay. Now, for those of you listening, you can keep this to yourselves. Just is really important. Okay, just yeah. you got to know this. All right. Ready? Movies. Yep. Movies are a business. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Movies. Since when? Movies, unfortunately, aren't art first <laughs> for companies like Disney. This is a business first and foremost. Yeah. They they are smart. They smartly hire artists to make their product. But in the grand scheme of things, movies are businesses. So you so people saying like, oh, uh, dinosaurs a bad movie. 80th highest grossing movie in Disney's library. Last Jedi yep. of the of this recording, and it only came out less Two than a month ago. ago is <laughs> yeah. is already the third highest grossing movie in Disney's entire history. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so, yep. so anyone who's like, oh, it's bad, is it? You know what? Disney doesn't give a crap about your opinion. They are looking at the dollars and cents and going, this movie is a success. <laughs> and, and, and the, the mentality, uh, this is going to be a little bit of a sidetrack, but the, mm-hmm. the mentality, uh, going along the lines of what you just said about how movies are not art mm-hmm. as, as, as a lot of people see them as, that it is a business. Yeah. I agree. And if there's anything, I'm soapboxing a little bit. If there's anything <laughs> I hate more, I hate, like, I'm an artist. I get it. Trust me. I have an art degree. I am very passionate about the things that I like and I do, mm-hmm. but I'm also level-headed enough that if, if somebody like Disney came to me and say, Hey, we're going to pay you $20 million to make this or to, to, you know, for you to help with this movie, we're going to make your script, but we're going to change it and do our tweaks. I'm not the type of artist that's going to be like, but it's my vision. My and integrity. I need to make it. Yeah. I, I am not that type of You're person. You're a sellout. Be like, that's fine. I'm sorry. I'm flat out a sellout <laughs> because you know what? Here's why. Because I'll go, thank you, Disney, for all this gorgeous money you gave yeah. me. Now I can go do my own little thing. Exactly. And that that's, that's the art. That's the art there. I, I, yes. I mean, I'm being very critical of people's opinion about whether or not something is art or not. But obviously, <laughs> I, I am an artist myself and I care very mm-hmm. much about the art I can create. But I also appreciate yep. the avenues that people have available to them to create and and giving giving people the opportunity to work in a giant functioning company like Disney, it's like uh, last last episode when we talked about uh, Fantasia 2000, and there was that artist Gronk who wouldn't do Fantasia because they asked him to use the yep. color purple. I'm like, okay, yep. you uh, you have your integrity and you stuck to it. I would not have the strength to do that. I'd be like, I actually bring kinda... me the purple. <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of forgot we talked about that. That's two weeks in a row yeah. that we've been talking about this whole concept. Yeah. So, <laughs> so to, to answer your question, uh, fellow listener, um, in that, do we mark the success of a film based on its box office? No, I don't think so. But you, I, there is something to be said about the box office success of a film. Uh, it also goes towards towards awards. You can turn your nose up at the the Golden Globes or the Oscars, particularly the Oscars. You can turn your nose up to that. But what those winning films will do, whether you like them or not, is going to affect affect what's commercially presented to us down the next couple of years. So when a film right. like The Social Network doesn't win Best Picture and a movie like The King's Speech does, the effects of that is, and this is kind of stepping into uh, the Oscar territory, which is our fellow, which is our other podcast here <laughs> oh, at Top Shelf uh, with Colin oh, and Lindsay. Um, Lindsay and Colin are going to be mad. We're talking on their podcast. I'm, I'm pitching. I'm, uh, I'm promoting their show. Uh, <laughs> oh, we, yes. Oh, good. Yeah, just keep yeah. saying that. Keep when, going. when you have one movie win over another, it affects the movies that will come after it because 
because people are going to want to ride the wave. That's why there's so many Harry Potter knockoffs after the success of the Harry Potter films and yep. and uh, all these YA uh, movies that think they're going to get that Hunger Games money when guess what? Not even Hunger Games could get that money. <laughs> no, she's by the end of it. The Hunger Games is trying to get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so... I guess take all that into consideration. You you had a second tweet. We can move on from this. I didn't mean to to make that. <laughs> this is what we do on the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to just wanted to say that. Uh, so my tweet. Uh, let's see here. We'll go back up here to this top one. I'm going to oh from uh, from from Jordan, our 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 fun Diz fan S ninety four Disneyest fan, <laughs> the Disneyest fan. <laughs> What's up, Jordan? Thank you for listening. Uh, she uh, just made a comment. Uh, she, this is actually in regard to our Foundation 2000 episode. Since we didn't really have many comments about this week's episode mm-hmm. or a question, or any. it was mostly just, <laughs> or any, basically at all. Uh, she wanted to just make a comment that she loved the Foundation episode. Uh, she's not sure if anyone uh, told us, but we were right on the dot when it came to the mountain in the Firebird segment resembling Mount St. Helens. Okay, yeah, you had pointed um, that out, and I, then I was looking at pictures of it and saw that... Uh... It did resemble it, so yeah, I, it did in fact. Yes, thank you for <laughs> thank you for tweeting. That's awesome. Thank you for listening. Um, yep. So uh, this this is a this is a tweet from at Disney Fox, which is funny because I don't know if this name existed before or after the Fox merger with Disney. <laughs> which again, we're ooh uh, clever. <laughs> okay, so this this is a this is a conversation that I've been having with with friends uh, since this happened, and it's the the new bunch of official Disney princesses, right? I mean, the alien queen is a Fox property. Therefore, she is now Disney royalty. And, 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 or like go back a few, Carrie Fisher, she's a princess. So Princess Leia counts as a Disney, right? Disney princess, right? Guys, the Disney princess like parade at Disney World is going to get really (laughs) weird. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Here, here's the thing. No. Those characters are not Disney princesses. Now, we've discussed this on the cast before, but it's worth mentioning again. The Disney requirements, Disney has very specific requirements of who they coronate in that lineup. Why do you see Mulan up there? She's not a princess. No, she is not a princess in her film, but she was coronated and crowned a Disney princess for the parks. And there's only a, there's only a number of them, uh, like Princess Aelwyn uh, a- 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 from Black Cauldron, the Black Cauldron <laughs> Princess. She literally has princess yep. in her name, but she is not an official Disney princess, right? Because right. here's the thing: there are four requirements. One, you have to have a primary role in a Disney animated feature film. Okay, so now all the live yeah. action princesses and royalty. They're off the table. Two has Already to be gone. has to be a human or human like for Ariel's case. Case okay, got that. Um, uh, three does not appear primarily in a sequel or a com- or a sequel, right? Which is okay. which is uh, so like uh, um, uh, the the daughter of Simba from The Lion King two. She can't be a Disney princess because she was introduced in a sequel, and oh. and the fourth one, which I only recently found. Because uh, we've discussed this on an episode previously, the fourth required element: you cannot be in a commercial failure. Oh, dang! I, didn't, I did not know that one, which is why uh, Princess, uh, the Princess from Black Cauldron, does not appear in here because she was in a commercial bomb with the Black Cauldron. That's actually kind of harsh. Yeah, it's like I'm sorry, <laughs> your movie failed. You, uh, you, 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 you fictional character that's just pixels and lines. <laughs> But my feelings are hurt. Now crying. Like, you know, well, actually, no, it's not because the voice actress would be would be part of that, like like uh, becoming a Disney princess. Because all all the Disney princesses are, um, at least the ones that are still alive, still voice the characters in games like Kingdom Hearts, uh, Wreck It Ralph two. Oh, right. Like all the main princesses that are gonna that are still part of the rena- are gonna be in that movie voicing their characters. Um, but there is. A character that meets all these requirements. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Right. Do tell. Uh, do okay. Tell. So, uh, a, an animated Disney feature film. Okay. A human. And a commercial okay. success. And this frustrates me like you do not believe, Jeff. Princess <laughs> Anastasia is a Disney princess now because she meets all the requirements. Oh. I cannot tell you. 
how many times in my life I have had to put the kibosh on people calling Anastasia a Disney movie because it's not. It's not a Disney movie. It's a Fox film. It was a Don Bluth film, and and now it's a Disney movie. So all that and all, now it's a Disney movie. <laughs> this all of those years you spent TZ were for yeah. nothing. So the, this was a tweet. which just goes to show you don't have any personal opinions because Disney's going to buy them one day <laughs> and make you wrong. So by the by the rules of the the Disney princess rule uh, by the Disney princess requirements Anastasia is a Disney princess now. Wow. So way to go Meg Ryan, congratulations. You are officially a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> Only took 20 years for this to happen, but now you are cuz that was a, that was like a mid 90s movie, wasn't it? Yeah, Anastasia? yeah, yeah. That was uh, uh, 90, 94, I'm going to bet. And, uh, 97. 20 years. Like I said, uh, 97. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Wow. The story of wow, Princess Anastasia. Wow, thank you. That just blew yep. my mind. There you go, folks. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very disgruntled about this because I've spent so many times <laughs> explaining to people why they're wrong, and now I'm the one who's wrong, and I don't like being wrong. You could just be like, well, prior to the 2017 merger between Fox and Disney, my opinion was correct, nah, but now it's wrong. <laughs> oh, I pushed the glasses up like twice Thank during the <laughs> Lots of finger tapping as well. So that that was my uh, that was my Don Bluth tweets that I said that I would come back to. Ah, fantastic. 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 Uh, words are hard. Your dentures are falling out. <laughs> well, sometimes they do, um, especially in the middle of the episode. So. Oh, man. Not that old, TZ. Come on, man. Yep, yep, yep. So, so did you have any other tweets or questions I, or comments from anybody? I did not. So that that is the okay. end of that. <laughs> well, sir, let me just hit my three tropes real quick. Oh for yes, this movie. please. And then we will uh, we'll uh, we'll wrap things up mm-hmm. and we'll let the good fine folks get home and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll call it a day okay. a little earlier okay. this week. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna be here all the longer next week. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that we'll in a second. second. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> all right. So here's my three tropes. Mm-hmm. I found three tropes, TC. You found three. Go. Right. I know one of them. So here we go. Yeah. Number one. Mm-hmm. An orphan protagonist. Oh, duh. didn't even think of that one. <laughs> yep. Didn't even think of that one. Yep. Uh, number two, perpetually barefoot protagonist. Ooh. Ooh, you're stretching it again, man. But you are not wrong. <laughs> that, they are not wearing <laughs> shoes in this. So yes, technically. That one. That, that one's mostly a joke, just because they're all animals, and of course they're mm-hmm, barefoot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but whatever. So that one's more of a joke. But then the one that, of course, TC knows I'm going about to say, and the one that I was, I actually went <laughs> and like wrote down <laughs> when it happened. The villain falls to his, his death. death. <laughs> yeah, straight up falls. Like like as soon I forgot like, that no it one happened. pushed him because I I had I had seen this movie before once before and and I had forgotten that the villain. So as it was like leading up to it, I was like, oh, he's gonna fall. <laughs> Maybe he'll get struck by lightning. No, he falls. <laughs> no, he just falls. <laughs> Which I I, I laughed at. Mm-hmm. And, my, and my buddy Joe, who was here, like, went, what? <laughs> I went, oh, this is a trope. Yeah, it happens all the, it happens time. all the time. They always fall to their death. <laughs> when we finish this <laughs> like, series, I, I expect you to be able to list. You need to list all the villains who fell, fell to their death in this. If you remind me, I will be there able to go. do it. <laughs> so what are we watching next week? All right, everybody. Well, it's, we've reached that point. We are we have reached our number forty film, mm-hmm. which means we are at the end at, with next week's episode at the end of our round four round of our four. listing this of is, our films. Yeah, this is a four of them. We've watched another ten. We've we've ranked them one through nine. We have one more in the library to to possibly put somewhere on the list. I would imagine. Yes. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Um, I have an idea of where it's going mm-hmm. on my list. Just throwing that out there spoilers um also it'll be uh well i didn't say where <laughs> it could be number 10 you don't know you don't know how much i may or may not hate this movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't hate this movie which movie? This movie which movie the movie is number 40 the emperor's new groove i don't even need, no i don't even need to watch the movie guys. Mm-hmm. but you have okay? to yes but I'm happy. I mean, for my art, I will right. watch The Emperor's New Groove. I, Don't worry, everybody. I hope people have access to this movie. Um, I know Dinosaur is a little tough to find. Um, Emperor's New Groove is has been around enough places that I, I've pretty, I feel pretty confident that people could find this. 
please rewatch this movie because we have a lot to say about this movie. I, I know just yes, without even do. doing the rewatch, uh, without rewatching with Jeff, I, I have a very sneaking suspicion we'll have a lot to say about this film. And next week will be a longer episode because we will wrap up our series of 10 and, and yes. prepare ourselves for the next era that we're going to go into. So I'm, very, I'm, I'm excited for this. It's, uh, it's, man, we've, we've, we've peaked the halfway point. We've gotten through this section. This section felt, this was an odd 10 because I felt like it went by quicker and slower at the same time. And maybe that's just, I don't know, the, because this, 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 this library, this 10 had an arc to it. And it went, it, we started it's with, it's a severe we arc. with Aladdin <laughs> and, and we're now on dinosaurs. So it's, it's this. Yeah. Spiral. We we saw we saw the very quick spiral of the Disney animated films mm-hmm. of the nineties. Yeah, because really, yeah, because with Aladdin, and that's that's the beauty thing. It was only eight years. Wow, it was that's eight amazing. years. Ten Aladdin was ninety two, and we are in ni- we are in two thousand. Oh, so with which the Emperor's New Groove will be our last year two thousand movie yeah. uh, of the, the 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 three that we just watched here. But yeah. It, <laughs> I gotta do that every time. And, and actually, the beauty is is that uh, also Aladdin came out in November of '92, <laughs> and uh, Emperor's New Groove is December of 2000. Wow, so it's just amazing. over eight years. Wow, that is amazing. Well, well, I'm looking forward to talking about this and the rest of the library Ooh. next week. So we will we'll we'll we'll, we'll put fun. a kibosh on the conversation now. But um, <laughs> this was fun. So yeah, hit us up again on Twitter if you want to get me at TC's Big Head at Random Bell for Jeff, Facebook.com/slash Top Shelf Pod if you want to engage us in some conversation about a specific episode uh this was fun i i feel like this wasn't as uh, as enthusiastic or as exciting as we've had in the past but i think that says a lot about the film we watched <laughs> indeed indeed and we never promised how long these would be we mm-hmm. always would just talk apparently like last week longer than the length than the running the time, right of, the time film. of the film it happens <laughs> but like happens. 10 minutes guys <laughs> all right but uh yeah well we will uh with that tc mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we'll see everybody next week yep, this, and then tc this uh your sign off this was a podcast we were the people mm-hmm. talking and this yep. is a sign off oh, I am right, that already better than most of this movie that we just oh, oh boy that's uh that's giving me too much credit i think that's giving me but way you know too much what credit. you see you it could have been better the ending could have been better if you had a song mm-hmm. um, this was a podcast show where we talk about disney movies I'll work on it. I'll work on it. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs>